0: everybody, welcome to the Engage and Equip podcast, a resource designed to help form substantive disciples for the local church. My name is Ashlyn Phelps, and I'm the communications coordinator at High Point Church, and this episode is part of Chewing on Ephesians, which is a podcast series that we're doing because we're currently studying the book of Ephesians as a church. Each episode goes over the last month of sermons and is meant to help you review and digest what we've been learning. In this episode, Bill Taylor, one of our elders, and Aaron Hesse, our Director of Small Groups and Connections, are going to talk about the sermons from the month of October. However, there was so much to talk about that they didn't get to the sermon on October 27th, so we'll make sure to talk about that in next month's episode. As always, if you have any questions, send us an email at podcast at highpointchurch.org. Thanks for listening!
1: Hey, everyone. I'm Erin Hesse, and I am on staff here at High Point.
2: And I'm Bill Taylor. I'm one of the elders here. I've been attending here since 1985.
1: Wow. Wonderful. Longevity. (laughs) So um, just as a brief reminder to our listeners of what this mini-series is about, um, we're going to be taking a deeper dive into the passages and sermons from the month of October. And how we went through the book of Ephesians. So um, Bill's going to read for us Ephesians 5, 1 through 32 or 33. I'm not, I think 33. Yes. And then um, we will break it down from there and, and talk about a little bit what each sermon was covering.
2: Okay. Using the new international version, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be any, even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse just joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord." Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. This is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now as the Christ... However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband.
1: Great. Thanks, Bill. So in the first sermon, um, we went through chapter chapter one, one through seven. We focused on verses four through seven, which um, we really talked about the importance of our words and how what comes out of our mouths is really one of the most important ways That we can choose to follow God's example and walk in the way way of love in verse 1. The second sermon um, covered verses 8 through 14, and um, the, the main concept there was that we are to walk as light, that we are light, that being light takes becoming. It's a process. That light exposes darkness, and exposing darkness is the soul's awakening, resurrection, and sunrise. Sermon 3 was verses 15 through 20 which um, is that um, where Lloyd talked about the Christian life being both a time of vigilance and warfare and also joyfulness and worship and um, that one without the other can um, will produce either burnout or wipe out and then in the sermon 4 um, Mike talked in verses 15 through 33 about the relationship between a husband and a wife and um, the that submitting to one another out of in reverence for Christ is that um, we have to first remember to be brothers and sisters in Christ before we are to be husbands and wife. And that marriage specifically is meant to be a reflection of God's promises to us. So um, Bill, yeah, in the time that we have here, we will let's go through each of those sermons and those passages and talk about the things that stuck out to us. So from that first sermon um, where the focus was on verses four through seven, um, what were what was something that was encouraging to you or that really stuck out to you from that?
2: The personal application I had from that um, was to be more like the Lord Jesus and less like um, Ralph Cramden. Ralph Cramden yes, was you'll a have to say who that is. <laughs> the Jackie Gleason show back in the 1950s. Okay. And I think Ralph Cramden was very typical of all of the, Guys coming back from World War Two that mm. did not have much control over their mouths, and they had very little um, consideration for their wives, and they were just loud-mouthed and um, believed that insulting was a nice way to show friendship. Mm. Um, that's not quite uh, following Jesus at all. Yeah. But that's <laughs> what I consumed when I was in my well. I was born in 1946, so. Mm. So that was years.
1: just, that was just the norm was to was talk the norm. like that with, yeah.
2: When I look at, uh, occasionally have seen a rerun of the Honeymooners, which was the name of the skit on the Jackie Gleason show, I have been appalled at how his behavior, well, hers was much better, but his was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that's what Paul was talking about. Yeah. Um, n- no silly talk, of course, jesting, et cetera. Yeah.
1: Um, That was such a helpful reminder to me. I remember in high school reading through like in James where we should, you know, have a rain on our tongues and just be really cautious and just remembering that our words, I think the way that he put it is our words are terrifyingly important and that um, I can't, I really can't have integrity when I praise God one day and then in the way that the scripture says it is curse men. And like, we don't really use that language of, you know, I'm cursing men or cursing, you know, people around me. But when I, you know, specifically for me, the application would be when I am praising and worshiping the Lord on Sunday morning. And then in the afternoon I go home and I'm just, I don't at all have a ring on my tongue when I talk with Jason or with Ruben. And I just have a, I just say the first thing that comes to mind without really processing what I should be saying or could be saying in love.
2: Mm, Yes.
1: Great, yeah. So, Sermon 2, or did you have anything else to add to that one, from that one?
2: Um, Well, it's a work in progress. Mm. Um, Though there's the warning in verse 5, know this with certainty, no immoral or impure or covetous man or person who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Mm -hmm. Christ and God, Um, verses like that simultaneously make us cling to the cross as our only justification, but also desire to let the Lord clean up the mess so that Mm -hmm. our life is not characterized as immoral or impure Mm -hmm. or covetous or any other such thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very true. Um, so in in, uh, the second sermon, the verses that he focused on were, was, um, verses eight through 14, um, talking a lot about light. What from that passage or the sermon really stuck out to you?
2: Well, again, I'll go back into my ancient history. (laughs) Uh, um, my home life had some difficulties in it and that mm. my father suffered from depression, and then he injured his back uh, rather severely and had three back operations where the first one and the third one were 13 months apart, and none of them really helped much. Mm. And so he and my mother would um, have very frank discussions about how many sleeping pills he was taking mm. to go to sleep, and it was... It was I was back before the drugstores had some sort of computerized system keeping up with what you were doing. Oh, sure. So I retreated into books, and in particular, it turned out I was very good at certain sorts of books. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to my um, chagrin, it turns out that just going into books, 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 apart from the Lord Jesus, is one very socially acceptable way Mm. to be darkness. Hmm. Now, not everybody who reads books is in a dark place, but if that's your substitute for um, goodness and light uh, in your life, then it basically becomes a dark thing. Yeah. Uh, and So that carried on into my college days where I was, again, very good at things, at least what I majored in mm-hmm. and minored in, uh, but it wasn't much light in that at all. Uh, I wasn't trying to learn what was pleasing to the Lord in verse 10, mm-hmm. and I wasn't particularly on uh, not participating in the unfruitful deeds of darkness in verse 11 either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed a Savior, and mm-hmm. He came to me eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, not that His being late was His fault. <laughs> his, <laughs> uh, I grew up in, in a church and and had access to the Bible my whole life, but mm-hmm. I avoided it pretty faithfully for a long time
1: mm, yeah would you say i mean so you talked about how just reading books upon books that weren't i mean that weren't the bible um that that can be putting yourself in a place of darkness were the things that you were reading it w- if someone were to read them would they think oh this is evil or this is this itself is um talking about things that are not of god or is it more just the fact that you were closing yourself in to like just your book world was that that's where the darkness was.
2: Some of the books I would say you shouldn't read at all. They were novels, which had more emphasis on, um, uh, murder and immorality than it mm. should have. But a lot of them would be respectable. They were math books and physics books and history books and so forth. And everybody would think, oh, this is wonderful. He's going to be a math major and, mm. and get a Ph.D. and da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it isn't necessarily wrong to get a Ph.D. in mathematics. Right. But in my case, that was an idolatry. Yeah. Um, so the way i over th- years, I've come to see it as the Lord saying to me on the negative side, uh, you shall have no other gods before me, not even your math and physics. Mm. And on the positive side, he has basically said to me, come to me, Bill, you who are weary and heavy laden with all that abstraction, and I will give you rest. Mm. <laughs> and so people wondered, well, well, what are you doing walking away from math? Don't you know that God wants to use your math? Mm. And my eventually my answer became, well, he did. It was a burnt offering. And I haven't missed it at all. Mm. And I'm slowly learning to be a human being and less like Ralph Cramden, the honeymooners.
1: <laughs> well, maybe link in the show notes a, a YouTube video or something to, to give some context for for those who don't know who that is. That's so funny. Oh, yeah, right.
2: One, the classic example is Ralph said to Alice, his wife, "I'm king and you're nothing." Mm. And then she said, "Well, that makes you king or nothing." <laughs> <laughs> and that was the humor of that sort of humor in that show.
1: All right, we'll have to yeah, we will have to find that and <laughs> post that somewhere. Um, <laughs> that's great. Uh, so yeah, for me from that sermon, it was a good and challenging reminder that light obviously exposes darkness, and that when that happens in our own lives, it is going to be embarrassing if it's mm. not. And for me, like, I know that um, if I'm not embarrassed, it's probably because I'm still hiding something in darkness or I'm not really admitting to myself how ugly the sin is, um, that has been exposed. Um, and I, yeah, I just shouldn't expect exposure into the light to be anything less than embarrassing, but that's something that we all, we, like none of us are willing to walk into embarrassment and yet that is something we're called to as we're walking towards godliness. Um, yeah, I think let's see in verse, um, Verse twelve, it says, "It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret." But everything exposed the, that the but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. And so, just that that recognizing, like, there is shame that is there is a a right type of shame in in the sin that we are indulging in or um, allowing ourselves to fall into, or yeah, however you you want to look at that paradigm, but then to, to recognize that's okay. That's good to, to realize I, yeah, I'm not sufficient. I need Christ. And mm-hmm. it is good to feel this awful embarrassment in exposure because it means that on the other side of it, I'm going to look more like Jesus.
2: Yes. Cause shame is like a guardrail on a highway. And if you think, well, highways shouldn't have guardrails because therefore you can just drive your car right off the road into the ditch and down into the river well i'd rather have the guardrail
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yep it is a good almost like a litmus test it can be yeah not in all oh. cases but yes for sure it can right be not really all helpful. shame is godly but
2: not right it is.
1: yeah um so sermon three was on verses 15 through 20 um, where yeah lloyd talked about this how it's necessary for there to be for us to remember that we are in a war and that we need to be vigilant in that. And also we need to have a constant posture of joy and worship towards the Lord. Um, for myself, I, um, what really hit me, um, that, that had me reflecting a lot, um, was when Lloyd confessed that, um, he can see in the last few years, just maybe more than a few, but in in the last years, as he's grown as a pastor, Mm. he's, really um, excelled in his knowledge and wisdom and productivity over the years. But um, he said, "I, you know, he's been lagging in how often and how much he rejoices in the Lord. And I, I unfortunately can definitely resonate with that, that I think, I don't know if it's being in Madison, which is a very, um, you know, a well-educated town and where we have pastors and elders who um, have many multiple degrees and and are very intelligent to put so much weight in that and then to grow an in inhibition of expressing and um yeah growing in joy for the lord that was a i i felt very convicted in that sermon so yeah that was yeah. a takeaway for me
2: <laughs> okay well the part of that passage um that stuck out to me uh, again going back into my ancient history uh I graduated from college in nineteen sixty eight and my college roommate of all 4 years came up to visit us in 1970 and he taught us nine songs and one of them was Ephesians 5:18b mm-hmm. and 19 which i will sing to you mm-hmm. um, Be filled with the Spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, over the years, as I have um, sung different songs that the Lord has brought into my life in various ways, plus hymns and other things, Uh, now it's not unfrequent that I'll wake up in the morning with something running through my head that's wonderful. Not always. Occasionally I'm singing some (laughs) drivel. But uh, more often than not, it'll be something like, All hail King Jesus! All hail Emmanuel! Which I learned here at High Point. There's a lot more to it than that. but That gives you the idea. But how marvelous uh, that the Lord does, in well, there's a scripture that says the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Mm. And so it almost sounds like he's controlling it, which mm. actually he is. <laughs> uh, <and> That's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, and so, um, as Nick said in the sermon, uh, it's not all that mysterious as how do you be filled with the Spirit or how do you continue being filled with the Spirit. It tells us right there in verses 19 mm. and 20 and 21. Um, so... Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual mm-hmm. songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that means, among other things, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, even if you're not the best singer that you know.
1: <laughs> even if you don't was. have the guts to sing over a podcast. Like, I don't think many people would do that. And that's, yeah. But yes, that's true.
2: Well, I figure I'm old enough that all they can do is throw me out of the church. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah so psalm 100 you know says uh, make a joyful noise unto the lord and so uh, although that doesn't mean you should be obnoxious in the way you sing Mm -hmm. um it certainly gives room to for freedom to to sing and enjoy the Mm -hmm. the glory of god and the goodness and know that you know we don't sing as well the angels do but that's okay
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's good um well we are we've actually reached the end of our podcast timing here, um, which I think will be okay because the fourth sermon in October was the same passage that was covered in the following week in November. And so for the next Chewing on Ephesians series, or uh, podcast, they, they'll they be able to cover both of those together. Oh, good. <laughs> so, All right. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, you it was great. Go.
0: listening to this episode of the engage and equip podcast if you have a podcast idea or a question you'd like answered on the podcast send us an email at podcast at highpointchurch.org if you'd like to find more episodes you can go online to highpointchurch.org slash podcast you can also find us on apple podcasts google podcasts overcast and other apps like that we hope this episode was helpful to you as you grow in becoming a more substantive disciple and a part of the local church If this episode was helpful to you, rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or share this episode with a friend. Those are some of the best ways we have to reach new listeners. Until next time, thanks for listening to this episode of Engage and Equip.